This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, how much of your marriage is based on white supremacy? The answer is either a lot or some. We talk about leveraging Black suffering as entertainment, archiving Black stories, and other sucker-free, spoiler-free commentary. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. This week's episode of Tea with Queen and Jay is sponsored by TeasByG.com. TeasByG is a cannabis beverage company offering full-spectrum hemp tea bags, honey, matcha and Jamaican hot cocoa for the exhausted and overworked. Teas by G creates products for people who are interested in the benefits of whole plant consumption with all the components of the hemp plant, including terpenes and other phytonutrients. No sugar, no additives, no ingredients you can't pronounce. Even their tea bags are natural. Visit teasbyg.com for a blend that works for you. That's teasbyg.com for a blend that works for you. Seems like oh fuck sorry. What are you gonna do? Seems like you're ready. Don't <laughs> no. I'm sorry. No, I know. Kelly. I know. I know. It's it's gonna take a lot know, of time to get that out it of our is, system. It's it gonna is. have to die with the generation. Honestly. Oh gosh. It's like a part of so much of our, you know, social DNA. Sorry. It's frustrating. So um it's, anyway, it it does seem, however, like you are ready to record this podcast. Are you ready? Yes. What's up? Um. I'm distracted now Sorry. because of that Ara Kelly. All right. Well, welcome, welcome to, to Tea with, with Queen and Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And this is Tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. And See, you okay. got thrown off too. See, man. What? <laughs> Start with R. Kelly shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't even remember it was R. Kelly. Someone did an R. Kelly some it was like featuring r kelly but it was like do this song i was asking people for pick me songs and oh, they said the song they said one. featuring uh never mind yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so what's good with you what's good with me not much uh, <laughs> <laughs> not much um i feel good okay i feel all right that's good yeah that's it i actually had a really fruitful weekend okay fruitful enriching and all that good shit so yeah so i feel good okay that's good that's good yes how do you feel i feel good my okay. spirit is good good my body aches why because you know, i was doing manual labor okay and um i'm not doing that anymore okay i'm lying i probably will again in some other capacity mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but yeah well did you like get exercise did you, were you i like- don't exercise <laughs> You do exercise. I like stretch every once in a while. Okay. Sometimes I remember like, wait, you haven't really been mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to make my exercise like I take walks and like Got do it. stuff like that. I'm okay. not really a workouter. When I realize I don't take walks during my like lunch break or whatever, I try to make myself do that. Mm-hmm. Then so I'll, you just like, generally try and stay active. Yeah. You don't, like, work out. Okay. Well, I maybe can't. this fit into that. I'll be trying, but yeah, it did. It was mm-hmm. annoying. Don't paint your own house. Get someone else. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with me if you would like to follow the conversation being had on this podcast you can use the hashtag t with qj on twitter instagram and all the social media places we will retweet your tweets with that hashtag Mm -hmm. this makes it so that you all can follow the conversation you can see what each other is saying about this episode or other episodes of t with queen and jay and we have a record of what we have all been talking about so that's we have a record a record 
Yes. That's right. that's, Yo, that's archives. Yo. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's hashtag T with QJ. You can also use the hashtag pod in, and that's a now listening hashtag, and that lets other people using the pod in hashtag know that you're listening to T with Queen and J and introduces them possibly to a podcast that they've never listened to before. And other archives. <laughs> other archives. Yes. Okay. This is a spot of tea episode. Queen, what does that mean? That means it's a spot of tea episode. That's right. That means it's a spot of tea episode. It has less segments, so you won't hear our fun, cool segment breaks. We're on here. We're talking our shit. We're doing our shit. It helps us do an episode every week. Exactly. Instead of being bi-weekly because it is just the two of us. Just the two of us. Okay. With a little bit of support. But for the most part, we do this shit ourselves, And, uh... We want to do it every week. So here we are. All right, Queen. Can you tell the people what libations are? I definitely can. Libations are when we pour some for the homies, the people, places, and things, the ancestors that give us black ass motherfucking joy. That is libations. And yeah, so I'm going to start. Sweet. Since I started a little bit already. Okay. So I'm going to pour libations for all the people who do handy housework type of thing as a profession. Mm. Um, because I decided not to use your expertise and paint a whole way in my apartment myself. Mm-hmm. And now my body, mainly my hamstrings, because mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of squatting and shit, are in pain. Mm. They're like tight as fuck. I could hardly walk. Well, I can walk, but mm-hmm. it feels like when I walk, I feel like there's like a stick up my ass. Like I can't like, mm. you know, I can't like. Walk and roll. Yeah, yeah, you know, like whatever. It. And it doesn't look like it, but that's how I feel. Like, I'm just, mm-hmm. like, stiff and just straight like a board. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. I didn't go to work today. And now I'm realizing I would have still had a bonus day, been mm. up and ready and running. If I just pay someone to do this shit. Yeah, that's true. Time is money, and you would have had the day to, like, be doing something else. Well, I like doing things like that. Okay. My body just could not take the amount <laughs> of physical stuff that okay. is aligned with pain because i did other things like i replanted plants and mm. i like doing things like that my body though yeah was not physically equipped Got it. for all of the physical body movement mm-hmm. that came with painting that big ass hallway okay in my apartment so i make sure people who do work like that and i will make sure that i will try to assess what i can actually do there you go versus what i can outsource with someone else to do yes Going forward. So, I support that. Yeah, so libations to those folks that do work like that. Okay. So, Jay. Yes. What are you libating? Well, speaking of archives, which you uh, referenced a few times yes. earlier, I wanted to give libations to everybody who was at the Black Portraitures Conference this weekend in New York City. Well, it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so it's weekend-ish. Um, it's a long-ass conference. Yeah, so libations to all of y'all. This was the fifth conference of its kind i'll talk more about it later in the show but mm-hmm. i just want to libate everybody who was there i want to libate the person who invited me i don't remember which one of my homies that was the libations i have too. i i have in my head i have a few people who i think sent it to me it was so long ago and like i wasn't i just wasn't i wasn't thinking so i apologize for not remembering exactly who put me onto this but please know that i am incredibly appreciative i had a great time mm-hmm. so thank you so much i also want to pour libations for please forgive me if i'm saying this name wrong um quay tan quay tan is a black trans actress she was in dear white people she played the black trans woman in dear we- in dear white people on campus mm-hmm. in season three of that yeah. series mm-hmm. and we she, finally met the other queers 
Yes. Yeah. Season three is when we meet like, the other queer folks on campus, the other yeah. black queer folks on campus. Yeah. Yes. Um, she was recently on an episode of How to Get Away with Murder, just being like a student in Annalise Keating's classroom. And that's and actually one of me and Jay's favorite episodes. We'll talk about that It later. is. Yes. Yes. And she had speaking lines and shit. And she was just in there being black and brilliant and shit. Being and I was like, oh my God, that's quite tan. Oh my goodness. She was on to white people. You did do that. That's exactly how she said it. I was <laughs> sitting next to her when she was watching it last week. <laughs> it caught me off guard. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is dope. And it, it wasn't like, she was just there as a student in the classroom yeah. talking and saying shit. And it was mad black people in that episode. It was mad black like, kids in the classroom. I was like, this is the content. This is why I turned on this Hulu application. Okay. <laughs> so I logged into my homegirl's Hulu account <laughs> to watch How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, God. I just really remember the other homegirl whose Hulu you had for years that you weren't talking to. Oh, and my she God. I forgot it. about that. I stopped talking and then she changed it like three years. <laughs> yeah. I was riding off of that for a minute, yo. My patience to you, sis, yes. for paying that. Yes, no, my actual friend right now, I'm using <laughs> hers. Anyhow, yeah. So I wanted to give libations to Quay Tan. So libations to her. And I wanted to, so that episode, as we were watching it, it was all these black women on this episode. It was it like was. more than Annalise. It was like mad, mad other black women yes. on the episode. And it just reminded me of Black Lady Courtroom from Black Lady Sketch Show. We kept we kept breaking up and saying that. Me and <laughs> yeah. Jay were like, Black, Black Lady, Lady Courtroom. Courtroom. Black, Black Lady. Lady Courtroom. So if you haven't watched Black Lady <laughs> Sketch Show on HBO, you should check it out. I didn't love it the first few episodes that I saw, but thankfully it got, I feel like it got progressively better. And I'm looking forward to season two. And I hope that they show their ass because they look like they were having fun. Like I would gladly uh, work in that writer's room. But I did. I just wasn't feeling it the first few episodes. And then I felt like they got like more of their footing. And they gave us the gift that is Black Lady Courtroom. And now anytime it's like a gaggle of black women doing anything, I'm singing Black Lady Courtroom. I'm going to do the toe wop and all that. They don't know. They don't know what toe wop is. What's the toe wop? show. You don't know what the toe wop is? No, what's the toe wop? You're from Uptown and you don't know what the toe wop is? I probably don't know it's that dance. it's called the toe wop. It's a dance. What is it? Oh, I didn't know that that was called the toe wop. your feet like this. Yeah, I'm familiar. I didn't know it was called the toe wop. Oh, Sorry. I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so libations to black lady courtrooms all around the world. Libations to black lady sketch show. And libations, libations to the toe wop. The okay. toe wop. Because it just got disrespected. I apologize. <gasps> and libations to black lady courtroom, yo. Yeah, libations to a black lady courtroom. Yeah, yo. And that's all. <laughs> donations queen do you want to tell the people how and why they can donate to tea with queen and j podcast yeah so donate to tea with queen and j to progress this podcast sustain this podcast and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast, podcast. you could donate by going to our website tea with queen and and slide out on our homepage, and there's where you will get two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can put however much you want, however many times you want in that pot. No commitment there. And the second option is our Patreon option, and that is where we are asking for just $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less. That is up to you because we some option-giving ass bitches, but $2 is all we are asking for. Other ways to donate to Tea with Queen and Jay that are actually not even monetarily is by subscribing to this podcast. Whatever app you're using to listen to this podcast, hit the button, subscribe, follow, however the app tells you to 
make us permanently just pop up in your feed, do that. Rate, review this podcast on however, give it a star, give it a heart, whatever the app that you're listening to does it, do that. Leave a comment, rate us on Apple Podcasts. We love that. That helps the algorithm, that helps more people find this woman is race nerd shit. Tag us in them posts so people ask for the podcast. Teach them how to listen to a podcast if they never listened to one before. That's right. Then be like, yo, your first podcast should be, yo, T with Queen DJ. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we just, you know, start their podcast journey and shit like that. But yeah, those are ways that you can listen to T with Queen and J. That's right. If you would like to sponsor T with Queen and J podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, you can email us at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. If you would like to hire us to speak at your school or organization or do a live show or consult you or your team, send us your team mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Donation libations. Yes. This week. We got some PayPal donations mm-hmm. and uh, Regina hit us on the PayPal and says, loves y'all's work. No, she didn't put an S on loves. I did that. Regina. Because black people like to make things plural. We do like to add S's to That's shit. That's why I say games of thrones. And take them away from other places. You're right. Uh, yeah, I make everything plural. You're right. Regina says, love y'all's work. I hope this is enough for snacks, maybe even some cereal. Thank you so much, Regina. We did put that shit towards snacks. We were able to eat today before yes. recording the show. Thanks we for Danable. Gio also hit us up on the PayPal. Thank you so much, Gio. Um, they also sent us pay black women suggestions, and we've added that to our pay black women list yes. to be mentioned on a future show. For anybody who doesn't know, pay black women is a segment where we highlight black and indigenous women owned businesses or endeavors or nonprofits or just somebody who needs like five dollars for the bus or whatever it is. That includes, of course, um, all black women of all varieties, as well as AFAB, non-binary folks. Mm-hmm. They are included in our segment. Mm-hmm. Send us your recommendations via our T-mail at tbqueenandj at gmail.com. Or if you want to break us off on a PayPal, you can do that and put your message break here. Break us up on a PayPal. Hey. That's oh, that was, that was it? Okay. So those are our PayPal donations. So thank you so much. We also have Patreon subscribers. New patrons include Furious Styles. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And Tawana actually upped their pledge. Thank you so much, Tawana. We appreciate Thanks, you. Thanks, Tawana. Furious Styles remind me of, what was that show on MTV and they had the dance crews? The Jabberwockies came called. from that shit? Yeah, I know. I don't remember It sounds what like it was a, one of the, like a, they would be a group on there. Maybe they are good. Furious Styles. All right. Yeah. I can see it. Can see what happened to that show? I enjoyed that show. Um, Shout out to know. Fanny Pack. The real ones know what I'm talking about. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was your crew? Yeah. Okay. And they were so quirky. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a Fanny Pack. You are so silly. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed them. Yeah. That whole first season, it was good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good stuff. And then it got weird. I don't know what happened to that. Uh, Yeah, I think we just grew up and then (laughs) no one was watching it anymore. Well. Sorry, I was reminiscing. (laughs) We were recording a podcast. (laughs) What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking, I don't know how to say this, liche or leche or light. Lychee, but we've had this conversation about how to pronounce this before. I'm drinking that. If somebody knows how to pronounce it, you could tell us in our Instagram stories or in your Instagram stories. Or send us a YouTube video. Yeah, I don't know. We we could have Googled this, but we didn't think about it. We never are. So we both had lychee tea and it was fucking delish. Yeah, it was. 
What are your pronouns? Um, she and her. What are your pronouns? Jay? She, her, they, them. Mm-hmm. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming that I'm a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm affirming that I am enough. I'm affirming that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. Yeah. I affirm that I'm real rested. That my fashions are popping, my body and mind are healthy, and that I will always, forever, always, and forever stunt on these hoes. Okay? I like it. I also affirm that my hamstrings have grown stronger, mm-hmm. and they will feel back to normal by Sunday, because I'm going to a party. Okay. I need to be able to get low. So, yes. let's get the healing. All right. A day party? I need to twerk on some dicks. Oh. Um, and some vaginas. Hey, blues. Um, yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So, Jay, what are you affirming for yourself? I affirm, as always, that I'm not a lady. I affirm that I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I am wealthy. I'm self-employed, and my finances are abundant. I'm paid. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. That's right. I have everything I need to maintain and continue to flourish. I do not undersell myself or underquote my rate. I am healthy, and I have regular, consistent income. And my bank account is full right now. To the brim. It's so, like... Tell Yo, it. it's it's Tell too it. much. It's Can too you much. like it's too it's too much? It's Could too you much. give some of this away? Just mm-hmm. donate some. It's just to the brim. Yeah. The fuck. To the fucking brim. Abundance. You're right. Abundance, Abundance to the brim, you. yo. <laughs> Do you have events coming up, Queen? Yes, I have an event coming up. Oh my gosh. So Sunday, November twenty fourth, we are having another bad bitch affirmation workshop. And this workshop is about affirming our sex lives. Ooh. Okay, so uh, um, this is a part of the McVixen IRL event series. And McVixen is my lifestyle platform where black women, femmes, and folks impacted by misogyny are the standard and not the exception. And I do this through my online magazine and podcast and live events. Um, I realized last week that I don't really explain it, so that's why I added it here. Ow. Jay always be like, "What is it?" Boom. She be making sure. So Thank I was you. like, "You know what? I'm a, you know, Jay be telling me what to do, so I'm she's right." Okay. Um, this workshop is donation based. All of these workshops will probably be donation based so that they are accessible. Um, if you aren't able to financially donate, shoot me an email at contact at Sometimes people donate for other people, even though they can't come. So hit me up and then you can see if you come there. So let me tell you what this workshop is about. I will be joining forces forces with Vagistine. If you hear us, you've heard me talk about Vanessa from Vagistine often. And Vanessa and Vagistine, what is that about? Do you know what that's about, Jay? Um, um entertainment. Uh, no, uh, I have never been to a Vagistine <laughs> event or <laughs> listened to her podcast or engaged with her work. What is Vagistine? So let me tell you. Oh my goodness, I cannot wait to hear more about it. <laughs> okay, so um, Vagistine was founded by Vanessa, and it is a workshop and podcast series. No, it's a workshop series and podcast encouraging good and healthy sex through courageous conversations. So me and her joined forces to do this workshop, and the the gist of this workshop is basically affirming that your sex life should be popping or get to the point of where it is popping for yourself. So through the use of props, trivia, open conversation, participants will engage in a series of activities that will leave you empowered, intrigued, and ready to explore 
your vagina or vulva for folks with vaginas and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Her workshops are actually mad lit. She's leading this workshop. She's hosting this through Mix Vixen. And it's it's just, I'm excited. I can't wait to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be drawing vaginas and shit. That's cool. So, well, for people who um, have some hes- hesitation or might generally feel uneasy going to workshops where they're talking about our body parts or sex or things like that, what would you say? Is there is there something that differentiates this workshop, you would say, from others, perhaps? You lead the workshop. So, like, mm-hmm. the I think it's really important, especially with the workshop that I do, is that the people who are there are leading the conversation, leading where it goes. So it goes where you feel is comfortable, where the people mm-hmm. who are at the workshop feel they're comfortable enough for it to go is where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and the boundaries are set by the people at the workshop. It's not just a curriculum and like, this is just what we have to do. Right. It is like guided by the people who are in attendance. Cause you know, even if there was a donation you paid to be in that space. Mm-hmm. So why not let you lead it and lead the conversation and shit like that. So I like it. that's the difference. So it'll be at cafe con libros. That's where I do all my thingies. Um, like I said, Sunday, November 24th. The link will be in the show notes if you would like to come. And if you want to donate a spot to someone else, you could do that there. Okay? All right. Yeah. Are you ready to get into the motherfucking show? I sure am. Oh, yeah. I, I, I. I don't know. I just felt like doing that. <laughs> With no context? I don't know. It makes sense to black people. Okay. <laughs> So as I mentioned during libations, I was fortunate enough to be able to attend the Black Portraitures Conference in New York City. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about it because it was the first time that I had heard of it. And this mm-hmm. was actually their fifth conference. I don't know how often they do it. I don't know if it's annual. It was biannual. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. But I know that this was their fifth one and they've done them around the world. Mm-hmm. And it is a conference um, in partnership with NYU, Harvard, Cornell, and a collective of academics, intellectuals, and friends of the, Congress, the conference. Gotcha. And the conference explores the meaning of portraits, how they're conceived, and how they are perceived. I, from my observation it seems to be a conference about it's like the study of the black image Mm -hmm. and our archives and what what our image means how it changes and how we look at uh relics of the past this year's was a black portraiture memory and the archive past present and future so it was a lot of conversation about how older pictures of our images are perceived how we look at archives of ourselves now mm-hmm. who tells our stories which and it is was huge and important which is hu- a huge deal and i fucking loved it yo i was i'm generally hesitant i'm not hesitant like i'll do it i do it anyway but i have some that's just, that's that's just, just how i am yeah. <laughs> but i have some trepidation about engaging with niggas in ac- in academic spaces and there's like there's, there tends to be from my experience as a um non-academic nigga bachelor ass motherfucker right as somebody <laughs> with a bachelor's of science and that's it i don't matter no more it doesn't yeah it's like high school um <laughs> i have trepidation engaging with academics in their academic universe yeah. because they often don't know how to act inside of that space or outside Outs- of that they space. They don't know how to act anywhere. They don't know how to act. In the house. They don't know the out the house. On they top don't of know the house. how to fucking act, yo. Green eggs I'm and saying ham. it. I said it. Sam I am. There you go. There there tends to be there can be a level of condescension 
when engaging with academics, and I don't know if it's because of their close proximity to dealing with uh, white supremacy Mm -hmm. often, but I often feel like, like I said, there's an air of condensation, there's an air condensation there's an air of condescension. it feels like that it feels like condensation there's an air of condescension there's an air of who are you what do you do why are you important and it'd be the same niggas that claim activism as a part of their practice that drip of this elitist white supremacist Word. inspired model of competition that they claim to be trying to escape mm-hmm. and so that energy amongst black people let me let me also say this like for people who know me personally and people who are not new to the podcast my disdain for people is not limited to folks who are academics. Like, I, there are lots of groups of people no, who I just don't. No, we're equal opportunity haters. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Haters. Right. Okay. Pretty much. So anybody who rubs me funny with, like, any type of elitism, any type of, like, I'm a special black, any type of that stuff, I'm, I don't fuck with Well, I don't it. like nerds. There we go. <laughs> so that's your thing. Everybody yeah. has their thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, and there are whole groups of nerds that I don't fuck with. So like there's, there's, everyone has their thing, but yeah, that, that is my initial trepidation mm-hmm. in engaging with academic black folks mm-hmm. or black folks within academia. And, um, you all did not disappoint. I did encounter that. <laughs> <laughs> showed up and showed out. Showed up and showed out. There was an air of that. But what I, what I will also say is that there were, I encountered a wide range of black academics. So mm-hmm. there were those who were the, who are you? What do you do? Why are you important? And then there were folks who were like, understood that their work, like, I feel like with academia, like your work doesn't matter outside of this room unless yeah. you make it matter outside yeah. of this room. It's mm-hmm. like a bunch of academics talking to each other and jerking each other off about shit that they've observed in the outside world. If that shit. But have they observed it? Or uh, they probably some of them, only observed I guess. it. Oh, maybe who knows mm-hmm. but none of that shit matters unless you actually engage with folks in the outside world unless you oh, actually yes, get to point. the point yeah. to where you're sharing your shit with people outside of this space what does your work do to make a difference besides get you a letter on your name or get you a grant or whatever like yeah. are you doing anything with this shit except saying i observed a bitch like janicia and this is what she was doing and yeah. this is why what she did was important and this is why my name should be attached to this essay but, you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i appreciated seeing folks who did work that mattered outside of the room where they were giving their presentation yeah i appreciated seeing people who were actually engaging with black folks and i will say at this conference there were lots of black ass academics who were engaging with the world Mm -hmm. yeah outside of like the classroom outside of saying hey i'm a smart nigga you You said one of the panelists even said that like none of this means shit yes doing it yes yes alexis devoe um who is a professor at a university of buffalo and an independent scholar she um and an og apparently Mm -hmm. but she said that like if you're not if you're not bringing somebody up with you and what you do if you're not like there has to be some value to being a black ass academic academic. it has to be worth something more than like your grant your house or whatever else Mm -hmm. if you're not engaging with people if you're not bringing somebody up behind you then like none of this matters even fucking matters yeah so i appreciated hearing people talk about that and hearing people talk about engaging with 
non-academics like what are you doing or with your art what are you doing with your work engaging with the communities that you're observing yes like doing all of this yes quantitative mm-hmm. shit about like mm-hmm. are you engaging right with those communities or are you just like looking at them like they're in the fucking zoo mm-hmm. exactly so i appreciated that shit a lot i appreciated yeah thinking about who tells our stories mm-hmm. i appreciated I felt good knowing that there are legions of, I don't know how many people there were. There were hundreds of black folks there in all different, uh, were a lot of photographers there. There were a lot of artists who did mm-hmm. other shit, other academics, scholars and shit like that. I appreciated seeing that many smart ass black folks mm-hmm. engaged in documenting the shit that black folks are doing what we're talking about what we look like what yeah. we think mm-hmm. and preserving that shit and like thinking about our our archives and how do we how do we preserve our histories how do we make sure that our stories are being told accurately mm-hmm. what are we seeing when we look at old images there was this the last panel that i went to was was like about reclaiming and identifying queer stories and queer history and stuff like that mm-hmm. And they talked about looking at, looking at images and seeing that this image in itself, yeah, this might be an image of happy black children from whatever era. Like some, there was some video that was being played from like way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it's like a group of little girls singing and it might just be cute. Like, oh, look at this group of young black girls singing. But they they look like they're singing like against their will they look like mm-hmm. they like were they in church what did did some white person pay them to do this like was it their 10th time singing that fucking song yeah so just like like really come in. exactly or even like black performers from an era when you have to come through the black do- the back door to perform like mm-hmm. are we analyzing that art the same way that we a- analyze black artists of today who deal with diff- a different set of challenges yeah. so just like thinking about and being critical of the images that we are seeing and analyzing and all that shit and what that shit means. And it was just fucking dope. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're thinking about each other. We're yeah. like making sure that our shit leaves a mark. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That our story is told um, in its full truth. So I thought that was fucking dope. And That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Especially since we seem to have what you know with the internet and social media mm-hmm. and like you we seem to have more agency with what we right. you know like you just go on youtube and make a video you know like so yeah. like just seeing a difference of like that different kind of agency when it comes to like recording yourself mm-hmm. or like stuff like that mm-hmm. um in comparison i'm just thinking about the little girls that you just like just the difference yeah. in seeing that yeah. is probably just mm-hmm. like world apart. Yeah, know? it was really interesting. Um, Jenna Wortham from Still Processing was mm-hmm. on that panel um, with Alexis DeVoe. And she was not the one with the video, but another one. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about our archives in the digital age and like, what does that shit mean? And where do they go mm-hmm. when like, you know, MySpace can lose a decade worth of fucking information and like shit that people they, don't have saved anywhere They gave else. you a time to get it. <laughs> all right but <laughs> people are like Mom. i'm like my space is up for battle you, you could have got you your pictures would. okay anyway that I'm was not the saying. point that was not the point you could have got your seven days seven are nights you done? <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a new york joke but that was right. funny they're not nowhere else it's only in new maybe york? i don't know okay anyway <laughs> um 
No, but that any one of these things, Vine, how that shit no longer exists. Like yeah. any one mm-hmm. of these yeah. apps mm-hmm. could be gone. And that's that shit that like we yeah, have history basically. on these yeah. apps. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's that's stuff that that could be archived. We I have archived messages. my tweets. Okay. Um <laughs> did you save that shit? You have yeah, it? Yeah, archive oh, okay, my tweets. I have them. Yeah. Good. But like letters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you and I talk all the time. Sometimes it gets deep. Sometimes it's mad light. But, like, we're not writing letters to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, no one will know what T with Queen and Jay was saying to each other unless we archive that shit. Unless we find a way mm-hmm. to, like, make that shit last somewhere. Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's natural. Yeah. So, that was interesting. It was just fucking dope. And I was just thankful um, to be there. And I was glad that that this exists, mm-hmm. you know, where people are gathering and talking about, like, the black image. Black people are gathering and talking about this shit. And yeah. what does that mean, yo? Mm-hmm. It's fucking dope fucking dope so anyway so libations to that shit yo Word. it's fucking dope yeah you want to take a break yeah let's take a break okay money 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 <laughs> money do you know what this year is what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women year. your money yes so give okay. black women your money hashtag pay black women yo okay okay so, so. how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes twice um, a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website yo tvthqueenandj.com hit that donate tab and Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes and we're black all the time so amongst my painting i snuck in some tv because you know that's my shit yes and twitter told me that um watchmen was on yes watchmen the new hbo series so i had planned to watch i know Regina nothing about King. that shit i was only watching it because it's a black woman mm-hmm. obvious avi or whatever um and i Turned it on and I was like, oh, okay, I could get with this. And then when the nerds on Twitter told me that I didn't have to see the movie or read the graphic novel, because y'all know how y'all fucking weird about that shit. Hmm. I was like, okay, I could really do this and like maybe tweet about it. And I have someone say some weird shit to me. So I felt safe, right? Okay. So I felt safe, right? right? But then I don't want to give spoilers, but there's a lot of like racial undertones, a lot mm-hmm. of like. Black ass, anti-black racial violence yeah. fucking happening that I was not prepared for. I thought it was going to be like other comic shit where like, yes, there's violence and stuff, but it's not violence that is directed towards me mm-hmm. and stuff that I could fucking relate to because we're still living in this shit. So yeah. that's not what I was expecting to walk into. Although I was entertained, but it was parts and I was like, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like feel it in my body. Like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing. Um 
So yeah, it was it was it was weird. And then I hit you today to ask you if you saw it, and then you mentioned like, yeah, yeah, I saw it. So just once again, for people who don't know, Watchmen is a series um, on HBO. It stars Regina King, and it's based on a comic book, um, a graphic novel, or whatever the fuck. And so don't tell us what. They'll tell us. Yeah, they will. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was a movie um, that a lot of people hated, but there was a, mo- a Watchmen movie before. Um, so it's not based on that, mm-hmm. but it is based on like that universe. So okay. anyway, they did a screener of this at New York Comic Con, yeah. so I got to see it then. Um, and I was excited about it because I saw the trailer with Regina King. Mm-hmm. I love Regina yeah. King. I like comic book shit. I knew that like, this would be interesting. Two two seven in our, in our yeah. Show. HBO like, puts money into shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that it was gonna be good. So I settle in. I got into the screening. They may had have, have done some talking. I caught a little bit of talking before mm-hmm. it started, but I get in there and. It opens with um, a certain amount of black violence. It's stuff that we've seen on TV before in terms of like that black violence. So it's nothing like new. It's nothing unique. But I feel like for for me sitting in that room with like a thousand nerds or a thousand Comic-Con goers... And not being given like a warning, like, hey, you can there will be graphic images, there will be whatever. Like I just There'll be anti black violence. Yeah. I was caught the fuck off guard. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, well, where's the I didn't come to Comic Con like I actually come to New York Comic Con and I do this type the type of nerd shit that I do yeah. to like disassociate from some of this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know within my nerddom I'm always analyzing white supremacist patriarchal capitalism because that's just how I am. Exactly. But I didn't come to this premiere to see this and mm-hmm. if if this is what I'm going to see, I would like somebody to say, "Hey, I know you deal with anti-black violence like every day. You're going to see some of that here yeah, today." Yeah. So that's just a content warning that I would have appreciated. So I, I enjoyed the sh- the program. I enjoyed the show, but mm-hmm. I really I had to like I was sitting kind of with this pain and like ah, I didn't really like come here for this. Yeah, like, what the right, fuck? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was that was upsetting, and I think that a lot of people have been glad to see that they tackle the subjects, the hard subjects that they're tackling. Yeah. On the show. Exactly. And I appreciate that as well. But what I feel like we're not granted as black people is the respect that like, we still live with this pain Mm -hmm. and that this is not just something that happened a long time ago. Yeah. It's not the past. It is very present. Yeah. And so I just, because I feel like black pain is leveraged so frequently in art, I would like, somebody to acknowledge that my pain is not old like this is new and i could i could but they have to acknowledge that your life even matters right to acknowledge yeah that like you know there's Mm -hmm. like there's like levels to this shit Mm -hmm. that um black folks just really aren't afforded right even in entertainment because we're a commodity we're not actually a person you know, so mm-hmm. why would we have a disclaimer about anti-black violence? We can't even say racist. Yeah. <laughs> We're still they're saying shit like racially charged, blah, blah, blah. like they finally started saying white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Why would they acknowledge anti-black violence and to give it a disclaimer and acknowledge that like this can be painful for a lot of the 
black population in this country. Yeah. Like, why do that? Right. You don't matter. <laughs> like, we don't matter. We're not connected. I'm not personally connected to this history unless I'm from this town. That's not how that works. No, that no, not at all. That's not how that mm-hmm. works. Like, we watch each other being killed for being who we are, like, every all the day. Time. All the time. It's viral. Yes. Yes. Okay, you put it in your art. That's great. This story needs to be told. Can you act like this is like something that could open some wounds in me? Can you like something? Say you, something about it? Can you put like a you know how sometimes you watch things and maybe they don't put a disclaimer in the beginning, mm-hmm. but at the end they say if you have I don't know, mm-hmm. trauma connected to yeah. I'm gonna just say rape, call this hot like hotline, something mm-hmm. like no kind of resource, yeah. nothing. You yeah. just was like, on the next episode, mm-hmm. more shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But like, I didn't think about it as much as you did until you said that. And I was like, yeah. Because I'm just so used to not getting that. I'm so, mm-hmm. you, you know, we get so used to not being handled with care. That is just like fucking normal. So someone says like, nah, yo, like you should have said that yeah. this shit was going to happen so I could opt in and opt in. Right at the mental capacity mm-hmm. to fucking take in that shit. Right. You know? Right. You, we see those things happen for other kind of traumatic, traumatic situations. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I've almost never have seen that for when it comes to like anti-black racial violence. Mm-hmm. Like, ever. Yeah, it's like, it's like I'm just supposed to be grateful that somebody is telling this telling story. Telling your story. You know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that people are talking about this shit that we discuss on the podcast all the time. I love seeing it in, you know, in media and it'll touch people who haven't been otherwise been touched by it. But there was an element for me in that screening that was like, cause like white guys are producing this and like behind the scenes making this happen or whatever. Yeah. There was an element of like, sound like you was explaining the world yeah right there's an element of like look at this shit that like we're you know dealing with like the real like stuff there's an element of that like oh shit they're going there but like you have to recognize that like you're going there it's like we live here no you're going there but we actually live here yes yeah yes Mm -hmm. yes so please acknowledge that like this is not separate like you're not going to turn to me and say can you believe that happened i'm not a part of that group you know, mm-hmm, like, yeah. like it takes a toll. My body and my spirit are weathered because I can believe that that happened. Yeah. So, like, keep me in mind. I'm here. Like, keep us in mind, like, right now as you're telling, like, our family stories, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so that rubbed me funny. I'm going to keep watching it. I think it is well shot. I think. It is really, it's well shot. Yeah, Regina I King like is a the baddie. Writing. I got to see Yaya's butt, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. I'm very, I advocate for black man booty on TV because we don't see it that much. Right. So I was excited about that. Mm-hmm. There's some black man, content warning for black man booty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff to be discussed, but I don't want to spoil it for yeah, anybody. Yeah, we, don't. we just wanted to talk about about that yeah piece. it's necessary yeah. it's, it's, it's necessary we, just, we need to acknowledge black pain but also and be specific because like i i, I watched it through the the hbo app mm-hmm. so i'm sure people watched it live and it did say tvma for violence right. like no we need a specific ass 
anti-black violence because that's very different than just like action movie violence right but even if it's it's different than action movie violence yeah Yeah, you're right something even if it said harsh scenarios some something like i felt like there's nothing like tvma that's not yeah you're right that's not enough yeah it's not at all something but the other piece of it is if that if they acknowledge that this is not just some shit that happened in the past and they have to acknowledge that our system is fucked Presently. They can't even and say they just started saying white supremacists. Yeah, they were saying racially charged and not racist. Mm-hmm. White people don't even want to be called white. Ugh. People are saying niggas but can't say black. Mm. Like what? Mm. You know what? Maybe it should just rain squids. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that rain makes sense. Down on me. Maybe that makes sense. All right. So you saw? I saw the Joker. Mm-hmm. The and movie on the steps in the Bronx. The movie on the steps in the Bronx, and so I wasn't going to see it in theaters. I was going to wait and watch it later because mm-hmm. I didn't like um, some of the things that the director had said. Yeah, and um, all my friends saw it, so I went to see it. Okay, <laughs> when you said it, I was like, she's such a Genesia. I know, I know, I know. People so kept, not going to do something until she is people, <laughs> right. Pretty much, like, people what? kept talking about it. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. I want to see what they're talking about. Okay. It's already, it's not opening weekend. So I didn't go opening weekend. So, okay, fine. Yeah, I guess. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, I didn't want to give him my money white right away. I was fucking mad, yo. So anyway. You should have so, got it from the bootleg. <laughs> no, I wanted to see it in the theater. I wanted to see it in the theater. So I oh, watched gosh. it in the theater. There did come a point in the movie when I began enjoying it. I have to say, for the most part, I was like, okay. Oh, this is what they... Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. So Mm -hmm. it took me a while to get to like, okay, here we go. Honestly, I didn't feel like that until they got to the steps. But whatever. So I'm not going to spoil the movie. But the reason why initially I didn't want to see The Joker is because Todd Phillips, who was the director of this film, um, he also directed The Hangover, which for people unfamiliar, these are comedies. So he typically directs and produces comedies. The Hangover, Road Trip, which I didn't find that funny. Old School, which I didn't find that. Old School is funny. I like this type of shit. Mm -hmm. Old School was funny, but it wasn't that funny. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't like this is like a work of comedy you know i wasn't it was okay mm-hmm. so anyway so his one only of the, the first hangover was funny mm, mm-hmm. the second one had the same exact plot right. as the first one just with like different things mm-hmm. that makes any sense mm-hmm. it was not yeah funny. yeah i saw them all but yeah, i have to so his quote the quote that bothered me is he he talks about why he doesn't do comedies anymore and he says, quote, go try to be funny nowadays with this, quote unquote, sorry, content warning for whiteness. Okay, here we go. Go try to be funny. Sorry. Content warning for white manness. Wealthy white manness. Okay. Um, Hold on. Yeah. Content warning for the next content warning. There we go. Boom. So the quote <laughs> is from Todd Phillips. Go try to be funny nowadays with this woke culture. Uh, this is from an interview he did with Vanity Fair. He goes on to say, there were articles written about why comedies don't work anymore. I'll tell you why. Because all the fucking funny guys are like, fuck this shit because I don't want to offend you. So, um, fuck this comment. Mm-hmm. 
you're not that funny, bro. Mm -hmm. Calm down, relax. But also, why is this relevant to the Joker? So there was a lot of conversation surrounding the Joker about it being about this white man who feels rejected by by society and then turns on society and begins to terrorize society, right? Now, there are other aspects in the film, but with white terrorists in the United States, we... Mainstream media likes to then go into, did they have a mental health issue? And like all of these other things Mm -hmm. to humanize the terrorist. Mm -hmm. And so there were a lot of comparisons. There were people with sense were making comparisons between white terrorists and this Joker character. Especially Mm -hmm. because Batman's Joker, when you go to see Batman... Uh, a Batman film that features the Joker, you are watching a superhero movie. Yeah. This Joker is based very much in realism and it tells this kind of real story and how this real guy became what we know to be Batman's Joker. There's no Batman. There's no guy in the cape. I prefer my villain movies like Maleficent and shit like that. Right. Right, right, right. Not like Superhero type shit. This this don't sound like what I want to see. Yeah. So that was some of the conversation being had and... You know, there are people who feel differently, a lot of different views on like, you know, how art affects life and how and vice versa and how um, on screen violence can or doesn't or does or don't or whatever affect and influence real life shit or whatever. Right. I'm not really here to get into that much of that. But what it did make me think about is I sat there and eventually at some point i did begin to enjoy this movie Mm -hmm. right so i watched this movie as somebody who does cosplay and enjoys content produced within a nerd space from a nerd angle i appreciated this take on the joker Mm -hmm. right when he's in his joker costume and look to me it looks fucking incredible right Mm -hmm. and there's nothing it's not high you know like lots of costuming or anything like that or makeup and shit like that Mm -hmm. but i liked this image i liked how it looked But I'm watching this and instead of being able to like enjoy it just as like a film Mm -hmm. and like this this depiction of this comic book character, I'm sitting there thinking like this kind of like sad sack shit like, oh, I can't be a funny white guy anymore. I can't punch down on marginalized communities anymore. I can't make jokes about trans folks. I can't. The Hangover had all those jokes about um the asian character and the worst stereotypes of um asian folks asian men in media were Mm -hmm. encapsulated within that that film or whatever right Mm -hmm. so like i can't i can't be a white guy i can't be a rich white guy and make the type of jokes that i want to make without hurting somebody's feelings like all that crybaby shit it was hard for me to separate that type of white guyness from the white guy that was being portrayed in the joker yeah you know what i'm saying and that like it kind of ruined that shit for me it made it uncomfortable i call them make america great again comedians yeah because it's like if i can't oppress people how am i supposed to make a joke right and it's like are you that like uncreative Mm -hmm. that you have to oppress someone to like fucking make a joke yeah there are still funny people i laugh often yes at other people yes all the time yes i stay laughing yeah i stay laughing yo fuck black twitter is fucking hilarious the key word there black there we go yeah shut your her mouth you're right black you're right black twitter is fucking hilarious i actually i don't know what they're doing on reddit 
don't know what they're doing over there. Speaking of white people, I went to see um, Good Boys. Mm -hmm. Good Boys was... it might still be in a few theaters, but what the hell are these movies? So, Good Boys was a movie. Those little boys. Those little boys. I remember. Yes, it was a movie with those little boys. That shit was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was from Seth Rogen, another white guy, and some other white guys. <laughs> that guy. Like there you go. Boom. Um, Timon or Pumbaa, whichever it's like boys, one is the and they're fucking... like bad. It was hilarious, and that was enough. Without a little boy, was bad. It was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> and it, it like encapsulated like being a kid. It was mm-hmm. fucking hysterical. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, there was no point, and you you all can correct me if you feel like you observed, if you saw that movie and you feel like it did punch down, let me know. I could be missing some shit. But I, I didn't watch it. If, I wasn't cringing because they were punching down and trying to like say something yeah. like really like out mm-hmm. there and you know I, like i didn't at no point did i feel like that it was a funny movie you yeah. can still be funny you just have to work at it you can't just be oh i'm a white guy and i'm gonna just say what i want you see a lot of fucking movies i love movies and i love comedy i have been watching comedians in cars getting coffee i've watched it before i like that well some of them some of them i'm like this is not funny but then right, others that were right. just and they're really it. just comedians in cars getting coffee yeah. and they're talking to each other and it's fucking funny. Yeah. Jamie Foxx, he can't that, turn it off. That was a funny he episode. He can't turn it off. He couldn't. He I enjoyed that episode right. a lot. You can be funny yes. and not be constantly punching down at yep. people. That doesn't mean he's he's problematic. No, yeah, he is. Right. But still yes. a natural. He was just like person. just right. like exactly. in a car talking exactly. to Seinfeld, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that is. He's a forgettable person for me, so I don't just like what I love that Seinfeld is a forgettable person. He's to a you. forgettable person for me. That's fantastic. Never understood that. I love it. So anyway, I just I just want that shit to stop. The Bodega Boys are fucking hilarious. Jesus and Mero, they're hilarious. hilarious. They are hilarious. Okay, and like punching down, it's not that's not like their that's jam. What they do. That doesn't mean that they don't make. Um, problematic jokes they're humans but they they're are. not like purposely you're talking about people who are purposely punching down right. like that is like it's been brought to your attention yes and, that yeah. is the cloth of their comedy mm-hmm. punching down mm-hmm. like yeah without any care yeah. that's who you're talking about not people mm-hmm. who like make a mistake and they're like oh shit i didn't even know right that, that was like a thing My, right. you know like that's yeah. different completely different mm-hmm. these people are like how can i f- fucking I don't know. All of that fucking shock jock shit. Like, mm-hmm. yo, like, you used to get beat up in the bathroom. You know you did. You know you did. You used to get beat up in the bathroom. You did. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, um, I, I, his comments, as I was sitting, I made the conscious decision to sit in the movie. And after I was thinking, okay, so what did I think about that? How did I feel? It was like his comments, I felt like, I couldn't separate that from the movie. Like, I felt like that white guy energy was written into this movie mm-hmm. about this white guy who no one is nice anymore there aren't good people anymore and he just like like to me it's that same Ooh, i feel gross energy. like he was watching a movie about dylan roof or some shit this is creepy um, i don't want to see this movie oh at all God. it oh. didn't i like i said i did begin to enjoy it, it at a certain out. point okay grossed out I enjoyed it. It's probably going to win an Oscar. And I, I honestly... No! Yeah. Now I'm annoyed because okay. those steps. <laughs> I need oh. motherfuckers to get out the fucking Bronx. I need that movie to not win an Oscar. Because uh-huh. then, like, 
gentrification has already kicked off in the Bronx. So yeah. I'm not saying that, whatever. But that's going to like hype boost it. Okay. Like that's so going to turbo, no turbo idea, boost for those who this have, shit. Okay, if you have no idea what we're talking about, there's a scene <gasps> in the Joker when he gets to the steps. These, they're these iconic steps in the Bronx that would been iconic before y'all finally knew Yo, about them. Y'all been walking. I, I hated those steps. They now are, I feel like I have to preserve steep. them yeah. steps. Yeah. They're the, steep as fuck. The Bronx is hilly. It's not as hilly as Yonkers, but the Bronx is hilly. And that's why the steps that's are there. there. There's lots of steps in the Bronx. Yeah. And those steps are not, um, I don't know if they've been repaved or anything since mm-hmm. we've lived there. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has. Um, it's covered in dog shit because the South Bronx doesn't really. Right. It's not a curb dog place. Mm-hmm. But um, leave those steps alone. I never yeah. favored those steps. But now I need to advocate for them fucking steps. Yeah, it's interesting because they featured those steps in um, in the get down. Like they're No one in... cares about them then. Right. I've seen those steps or I've seen They've been in other works. Those Mount Eden steps have been in mm-hmm. works of art. No mm-hmm. one you know no one cared about the Bronx then. Yeah. I've seen Izzy steps from Undercliff that've been places. No one cares about those shits then. But as soon as a white man fucking skips on some fucking steps in the Bronx, yeah. now you wanna fucking take notice? Yeah. You know how much new like especially now, since the Bronx is like the only borough that still looks like New York that the world knows right. in that way. Right. Everybody wanna shoot shit in the Bronx. I well, fuck up your movie now. I won't. I'm not trying to get arrested. Mm-hmm. But I will fuck up your movie. Yeah. I will walk through all of the camera shots. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but I will want to. Yeah. I don't even be in the Bronx like that no more. But still, the spirit of fucking up your movie will be there. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So stay out of the Bronx. Um, tourists, visitors, gentrifiers, to. all that. Fucking annoying. Stay out of the fucking Bronx. Anyway, that's what made me bring this up. The mm-hmm. fucking, I was thinking of the steps thing and that was pissing me off. And then this whole white man thing was pissing me off. So here we are. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Take it easy. So um, <laughs> you think we have time for some T-mail? Yes, we have time for some T-mail. I'm going to tell them what T-mail is. Yes, please. So that is when our listeners send us letters. If you would like to send us T-mail, you can do the show by... Sending us a letter at our email, twithqueenandj at gmail.com. We prefer email over DMs. Just want to put that out there. Yes. Like if it's, it's easy for us to keep up. To keep track. Yeah. If yeah. it's something that you want us to share with our audience and answer on the show. All right. So this T-mail is from Mary. And the subject is thank you. And the message begins. Dear Queen and Jay. I discovered your podcast a little over a month ago, and it's been life-changing for me, but I've been trying to understand exactly why. I'm a white woman in her mid-40s living in upstate New York. I'm always the last person in the room to understand a pop culture reference. I haven't seen a movie in like a hundred years. Me neither, girl. Me neither, girl. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) On the surface, I have almost nothing in common with both of you, but as I've been walking around trying to figure out how to write this letter, I've realized that's not true. The thing we have in common is what resonates so powerfully for me when I listen to your show and what makes me want to listen so voraciously. We are women who don't suffer bullshit on a mission to dismantle. When you talk about dismantling, a big loud yes rises up in me. No. It's probably yes. Yes. Well, yes. Put, no, it's yes. That's how they that's do it. That's what it is. Thank you. I'm glad you did it because I was going to reread it because she spelled it with more S's than yeah, E's. Yes. Yeah, yes, it's Y-E and then mad S's. And yes. we yes. Yes. Longer. Okay. Yes. yes. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Rises up in me. (laughs) That's right. But she did all caps it. So that's Mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. In my life, it's been about dismantling my marriage and my dependency slash belief system that I need a man to do it for me. Or without a man, I won't make it. But I've been so alone in my process. I've been missing that wicked sense of humor you both have. I've been missing the sisterhood you have together. And I forgot that on the other side of dismantling, there is this need to be to rebuild. Maybe that's what your podcast is for both of you. Something strong and gorgeous and meaningful you're creating in the wake of what you're tearing down and refusing to accept any longer in your lives. I get so much secondhand joy from bearing witness to the two of you. It's hard to put into words. Just listening to the way you share you share the space together, how you complete one another's sentences sometimes, or how delicately and respectfully you handle your opinions when you don't totally agree on something. It's like medicine to me. I forgot this could exist between women. I forgot how much I'm missing it. I've been so caught up in rebuilding my life after a nasty divorce and taking care of my kids and embodying my independence that I didn't realize how far onto the other side of the spectrum I've drifted. The example of your deep wisdom and sass and loveliness is a gift to the world. I don't think you're race quote unquote nerds. I think you're race experts and natural healers just by vibing on your own frequency of truth and clear seeing. It's a big deal. I'm listening with so much gratitude and getting educated, plus raising my awareness around around race issues with humility and thoughtfulness. Thank you for having the courage to use your voices so fiercely and to show up for your commitment to this work. It matters. With love and admiration, Mary. Thank you so much, Mary. Thanks for the letter, Mary. We appreciate that. You said you had some things from here. Yeah, I did have some thoughts. So Mary says, In my life, it's been dismantling my marriage and my dependency slash belief system that I need a man to do it for me or without a man, I won't make it. We've Mm -hmm. been talking about this and I don't know if we talked about it. um, I don't know if we talked about it Um, on the podcast. We haven't. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about. Right. But I was, I don't know where I was. But I, oh. I know where we was. I remember exactly. We were there together. We were at the, the wing. We were at the wing. Akua from inner whole uprising, uprising was on the panel um as the dating expert that she is and the therapist that she is talking therapizing ass bitch therapizing ass bitch talking about dating so mm. it was a whole panel from what i remember it was a whole panel on dating yeah and there were mostly white women in the audience but there are some circles of people who would call the room diverse no really. but i wouldn't say that but i but because there was it was a not of all non-whites. right there was a pocket of all of non-whites which is us and there were other non-white people kind of sprinkled throughout the audience but i would call it for new york i would call it a predominantly white room um and the panel there were maybe one or two women of color on, was it just two was it, it was a cool and another woman of color was on the panel yes was it a third no okay why is this relevant? When we left, uh, we were walking. We we're race nerds. Were we walking to the train together? I don't know where we was walking to, but we analyzed that room like a motherfucker. Yeah, we, we did that. We all talked about it together. And then later oh, on, we went to eat. And then after we were walking to the train, we and it was the me train. and you. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. So we had talked about everything else. We did yeah. our kiki. We hung out with the BBB. We had a yeah. great time. We basked in Akua's brilliance, which was like wild brilliant on the panel. And then I was wondering, why are white women so obsessed with with marriage? marriage. Like, it seemed like 
And I know that black women want to date and there are people who say that black women are obsessed with marriage and da 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 da. But there's a certain way that the white women in that room it were was, obsessed they with was marriage. Thirst. It like, was awkward. It was, it was like, open. It was open thirst. It yeah, was really it was like, intense and really Fix me, fix me so I could like yeah. be partnered it was it was strange it was i've so never seen that in that way before yeah. it was so strange so many in that so many women in that room kind of were talking from this perspective of like being broken so many of the yeah. questions being asked were like they were just fucking like i don't want to use the word sad because i'm trying to be more thoughtful but it was fucking sad yo it was like i'm not trying to be thoughtful it was sad it was it was weird it was just... I'm try- i wish that we were closer to the event so that i could remember exactly there was something about that room that made the energy in there feel like this is specific to white women and not, not the way like, that black yeah. women date and i know that mm-hmm. even for myself i know when it comes to the let's say the average joe or like i or the average black woman who is quote-unquote seeking partnership that Mm -hmm. i know that i don't really fall into that thing yeah so i am not i'm aware that i am not that type of person who is like seeking partnership Mm -hmm. and i am not judging anyone who is seeking partnership so i want to make that clear we're judging the thirst we're judging the thirst and there was a thirst that was specific to that room of white women. Yes. And so what I said to you was, yo, why are white women so obsessed with marriage? It was a I type remember, of obsession. And I was like And you opened you opened it and you hit the nail on the head and it and I'm gonna let you say it mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna get into it. This room taught me this shit because I was just like, why why the fuck is being married or like why is this why attachment is this to a man thing? Yeah. so fucking special? Like what, what the fuck? We're in we're also so the wing we're in this room of like allegedly professional like women. Yeah. Oftentimes, right? So who probably have a wage that could support yeah, them. Yeah, make a like, decent wage, have like decent jobs. They're living in New York, so they have a room. Most of these types of women, you have a roommate because you have to in New York. Yes. Or you don't, which is like means you're doing well. Yeah. But like you could live in any other city and have your own spot and like be okay and exactly. shit like that. So these are all women who are doing fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the obsession? What's what's the fuck is the problem here? What's going on? Yeah. And Help me with my memory. Okay. I'm okay with you helping me. Okay. But I think I said something like it's because that's the closest they can be to like being a white man. So like yeah. when it comes to achieving white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, as a white woman, the way you get that is by marrying a white man. Yeah. So all of that power that white men have, you now have it. You, the, you're able to tap into that access. There's a certain level yes. of access that white men have and that being in a relationship with, with a, a man or they, white and, man and there was a, you don't um, get that when you're with a black man right, or another man of exactly not white exactly there was a a cool is queer mm-hmm. um and was talking about dating in general and then there was a woman on the panel whose website was about was strictly about queer dating yes and their app that they're launching was is about queer dating yeah but the conversation in the room was, was about very how, I, I need how a to man. acquire how a, man. I get a man. And it was like that date to marry shit. That's yeah. another thing that I'm not really used to being around. Mm. Even though there are, I know black women who would like to be married or yeah. like see that in their future, but not really like fucking dating to marry on some like third date. Like, I don't know. You know, like that's mm-hmm. just like this urgency and like it has to happen like right this second mm-hmm. or like the world is going to blow up type yeah. shit. And it's just like, what the fuck? 
But it's because of that power. They the closest you can get to being a white man for a white woman is is marrying him and all of the shit that comes with being a straight white man, all of that power mm-hmm. you attain by marrying these, yeah. these men. Yeah. And you want that and you need that. And even if you don't understand how your proxi- proximity to white men allows you that shit, if you don't understand it to that extent, that's what you're chasing. Right. That's what you want. That's yes. what you're running after. Yes. That's what you need. Yeah. And that's why when it's not there, you don't know who you are without exactly. that shit. Exactly. A part of this conversation about like you dismantling your marriage is a Mary is a part of you dismantling white supremacist patriarchal Patriarchal capitalism capitalism. because the system of marriage, I think traditional marriage within um, at least but not limited to the United States is based on white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. And so this thing that you say about your dependency slash belief system that you need a man to do it for you or that without a man you won't make it. It's built into the system and white supremacy relies on white women feeling this way. Yes. Yep. It relies on white women buying into that because you offer these white men value as well. So all of it, it depends on you believing that it depends on you buying into that. And a part of why the intensity is so much more real is because because when we, most black women marry marry a black man, what is is that? That's not happening for us. Exactly. That is not happening for us at all. And that's not what, that's not a part of what we're seeking. seeking. And like we said, Mm -hmm. there's no power in us marrying a black man. Well, there is power. There's, there's power, but not to that extent, not Not to what the power that we're talking about. That's not there. Exactly. And so, um, statistically, most black women marry black, black men. men. And so when we are in rooms talking about dating or seeking uh, a male partner or whatever, the conversation, the energy is different because it doesn't Way come along different. with the power that grants us access to white supremacist patriarchal Like it capitalism. does marrying a white man. Right. It also makes me want to go farther, further and think about um, Toni Morrison because she's popping. But mm-hmm. like... That question, she had an interview where she said to the interviewer, a white person, and mm-hmm. he was, she was like, what are you without racism? Mm-hmm. And I think you're at a point where it's like, who are you without white supremacist patriarchal capitalism? Yeah. Like, who are you? That's why for you it's like, are you dismantle- yeah, like, mm-hmm. who are you? Yeah. Who are you without that? What is your identity without white supremacist patriarchal capitalism mm-hmm. fueling whatever it is you need in your life? You don't mm-hmm. know who you are without that. So mm-hmm. I think that's why this this is like a ground shaking thing because what are you without those pieces yeah like seriously yeah and so while you are working on rebuilding i think that it could be helpful to you to acknowledge that it's not this system is like what you're dismantling there in your relationship is really not just about I'm a woman who loved a man and it didn't work out. And now I have to learn that I can, you know, fix the cabinets by myself. Yeah. Like there is more to this. This Way is deeper more. than just like, oh, I'm going through a divorce and, you know, I have to know like woman power and shit. It's deeper than that shit. Way deeper. When you say, and I forgot that on the other side of dismantling, there is this need to rebuild. Um, You don't want to build the same shit that you had. Mm-hmm. when you dismantle which is a part of like what we do here because then you go on to say maybe that's what your podcast is something strong and gorgeous and meaningful you're creating in the wake of what you're tearing down and refusing to accept any longer in your lives yeah we are dismantling and in that dismantling of course there's a rebuilding like we're dismantling white supremacy not 
just like as a system because we don't have the power within ourselves to dismantle this system. Yeah. We are dismantling this shit when it, within ourselves. Yes. So we are, which is something that this is what you're doing right now. You're dismantling this white supremacy as much as you can. You're white. It'll still be there in you. But like you're dismantling this system, system that exists within yourself. Yes. And like what we try and do here every week is dismantle those systems that are within ourselves, controlling the shit that we can control, seeing it getting in line with one another um with all of the black folks within our community at our intersections getting on the same page about yep. what the problem is mm-hmm. getting on the same page about like the things that we're experiencing and through that dismantling that shit it rebuilds itself yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. the stuff that like was taken away from us we are reclaiming that shit and we are taking that shit back we also come from a people who've always had to like rebuild right like even if we're not dismantling stuff for ourselves there are things around us that dismantle or destroy or like mm-hmm. rip shit apart so yeah. we, we are always as a part of our survival to rebuild that is just the cloth of mm-hmm. black folks in this country actually black folks in the world so this is not something we do it with intention but right. we don't intentionally do it if that makes any sense yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like is this is something that comes very natural to us because this is a survival tool this is how we are still here right like literally mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so yeah so libations to you mary on your journey and um thank you for donating thank you for donating yes, to thank us you, yes mary. last week we um libated you and your donation last week so mm-hmm. thank you so much we appreciate you and thank you for this letter yo thanks for writing in and for being vulnerable with us yeah i think we did a motherfucking show yo i hope we did a show. no we, we did, did a show we did a show um be sure to follow us on the social medias we on instagram and twitter at t with qj you can also follow us on Tumblr and Facebook. Just search for us there and that's where you can follow us. Send us T-mail, tbwithqueenandj mm-hmm. at gmail.com. We love when you send us T-mail. Visit our website, tbwithqueenandj.com, and that is where you can hit that donation tab. Secure the bag for us. That's right. If you enjoyed what you heard on this podcast today, be sure to share it with somebody. Share it on all your social media places and your feeds and fucking word of mouth and tell your friends and yada, yada, yada. And if you're a white person who learned something today, send us some money. Yeah. Send us some money. This shit is not free. It costs us money, time and labor and all of that stuff. So yeah, yeah, make sure that you're paying what you owe. Black men too. Pay us. That too. Wherever you're listening to us, be sure to subscribe. Yes. Make be sure, sure to subscribe. subscribe. Be sure to rate us and all that stuff. Because we five-star chicks. Five-star chicks. Right. Get it together. All right. Ready for them hashtags? Yes. Black Lives Matter. Stop killing trans women. Say her name. Maybe, Maybe he doesn't, doesn't hit, hit you. you. Disability too white. Why I stayed. Tea with QJ. Pod in. And her uprising. Unpack BG. Bag ladies. Queer Walk. Queer Walk Pod. Sexually Liberated Woman, A Little Juju Pod, Hot and Live NYC, Black Panther So Lit. So, if y'all oh, Wait, she be... got, wait, wait. She got really excited about this hat. <laughs> if you, black folks, if y'all are uh, watching Watchmen HBO and tweeting about it, the mm-hmm. official hashtag is Watchmen HBO, but the black ass blurred hashtag, if y'all want in on it, is Watchmen. So that's hashtag Watch M A Y N E. That's the black ass hashtag that we're using, just so that you know. Mm, You're welcome. I don't like it. Don't use it then. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want to see what black folks are talking and what we're saying about Watchmen, there's a bunch of us that will be using Watchmen. 
So that's cute or whatever. <clears throat> yes, this podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima, with production support from a black person named Ameka. T with Queen and Jay, we turn up responsibly. Ew. <sighs> These niggas always mad at something. Dang, they won't just let me think I'm black. Y'all ready? All right. <sighs> Listen, I'm sorry if you were actually offended by me saying nigga in the video and then apologizing saying I was singing the Fugees. I'm sorry if you're offended that I was singing the Fugees. Even though, really, I should apologize for saying nigga, but I'm sick of y'all niggas anyway. Niggas give me heebie-jeebies. That's my favorite part of the song and what I really feel. But anyway, I'm sorry if you took offense to the thing that is probably offensive. Uh, just all my friends said it was cool when I was growing up, and now I don't know if it's cool or not. So just whatever, nigga, shut up.